What's happening, guys? Welcome to the show. Glad everybody's here. It's Tuesday. Old Dominion's going to come in in the next segment and play. It's so rare that someone comes in and wants to play when we start the show. Because most people are like, we're tired. We're sleepy. <laughs> hey, get over it. That's what I say. Uh, morning, studio. Morning. So, because we're not going to do the mailbag in the next segment, why don't we start the show with the mailbag? Here we go. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby. Have you ever misheard a song lyric? The first time I heard Just the Way by Parma Lee and Blanco Brown, I listened to the first part and thought, that's really sweet. Then he said, dumb blonde. What? How rude? After hearing the song several more times, I realized he was saying, tell him, Blanc. I literally laughed out loud <laughs> when I figured that out. Here you go. So I call beautiful, babe. Tell him, Blanc. The way your hair's been messing the <laughs> Dumb blonde. I, I never heard dumb blonde there. Yeah, me neither. But we always knew it was Blanco Brown, so. Yeah, maybe so. But if you were to hear dumb blonde there, ooh, <laughs> dumb blonde. <laughs> Rude. So I'm wondering if any of you in the studio have a misheard lyric, and if so, what was it? Um, here are a couple common ones for me. Uh, first of all, Keith Urban, you'll think of me. He oh. says cat. <laughs> cat and hot. He's, we asked him. Take your cat and leave. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody thinks it says People think they hear cat, and then the websites go, no, it says cap. But really, he says cat, because we've asked him about it twice. Here's a clip. Take your cat. Yeah, cat. T with the T. Cat. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't want the cat. Right. It <laughs> Cat feels a little angrier. Would we agree with that? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Like a cap? Yeah, yeah. I put up with the damn cat the whole time. You can take it now. So, yeah. And take your cat and leave my sweater, because we have nothing left. So that's one where people think they hear it wrong, but they actually hear it right. Uh, Josh Grayson, Nothing Left to Lose, where he goes, Breaker Breaker 1-9, she's a big old flirt. Some people think it says Breaker Breaker 1-9, she's a big old turd. Turd, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's got me rolling dirty in a white t-shirt, Breaker Breaker 1-9, she's a big old turd. Yeah, it does, it does like sound like turd. Big old turd, that's yeah. like turd. That one I hear. Uh, Taylor Swift, uh, <laughs> Blank Space, the actual lyrics are, I got a long list of lovers. They'll tell you I'm insane. The misheard lyrics is, got a lot of Starbucks lovers. Oh, yeah. That sounds like Starbucks. For sure. Yeah. If you listen for Starbucks there, you'll hear Starbucks. And then Beachin' by Jake Owen, where this was controversial for a second. Because it goes, white sand, cold can. Oh, yeah, yeah. And people thought he was saying white sand cocaine. <laughs> yeah, we did. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's going hard. Because it says white sand, it also <laughs> kind of makes sense. And I've never seen cocaine in my life, but I, I see it on TV sometimes. Sure. Where it says white sand cold can. But play that one again. It does sound like white sand cocaine if you try to hear cocaine. Uh, obviously, hold me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. Any come to you guys' mind at all? I or mean, do we pretty much cover them there? We covered a lot of them, except for when I was a kid, it was every time you go away, you take a piece of meat with you. Oh. Every time you go away, away, yeah, you take a piece of meat with you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it was me. So as a kid, I sang meat, though. Well, thank you for that email. That's a funny one. That's the mailbag. Close it up there, Raimundo. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. 
If you want to email us, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Old Dominion. What's up, fellas? What's up? Hey. This is like delayed. You were supposed to be in a couple weeks ago whenever I was on a boat that day came out. But obviously you weren't because Matt was hurt. But let me ask you this. And uh, Trevor, I'll ask you. By the way, Trevor's on the keys right now. Yes. If for some reason your guys are playing a big show and he gets hurt like he did, could you pull off playing a whole show without him? And just singing the songs. <laughs> We'd probably cancel. You guys I mean, we could, could pull off something. Without okay, the lead we could, singer. What if you're seventy five percent? Just singing, right? Oh no, well, no, you're gone. You're gone. Oh, off gone. The it's a big TV event. <laughs> How they're much they're are like we getting paid for this? a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's would, get down I mean, brass tag. Would yeah. want it because you're all and you're like cut if he's not on. Yeah. <laughs> I just wonder because you're all so good at everything you do. You could all break off and be solo writers, performers. I just wonder if one who would step up if it's like all right if we don't step up everybody dies on earth like who would have to step up and sing <laughs> well, the song? That's a different. That's, that's a different thing. thing. <laughs> I think we can handle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I could probably cover a couple of these songs. <laughs> but you would just you would just can't, can't for the most part you would just cut the show and say we're not doing yeah. it. If I just like maybe put some tattoos on fake tattoos, yeah, yeah. a little mohawk thing. And, yeah, I mean you two yeah, do look similar. I mean, we look similar. Yeah. I, I I don't want to call them out, but we saw a group once. And they were playing, and they looked very similar, and they wore big clothes. And one of their guys was gone, and they just dressed up a, a random dude like them. <laughs> I remember they that. got up on stage and played with That's them. Genius! It's, it's, it's Midland. It's Midland. <laughs> <laughs> they just that was hard to get out of. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they dress. You know, they have a. They just dressed up some dude as one of Midland, and he got up there and just acted like he was Midland for like a show, a real show. Yeah, yeah. That's in awesome. DC, right, Eddie? That's right. Yeah. Wow. So, but it, was it Mark though? No, no, it wasn't, but it was okay. one of the other two of Midland. Well, we could exactly. pull that off. If I had to miss the show, <laughs> there'd be some other dude dressed up like me at the Keys. I could promise you that. <laughs> so, Matt, are you better? Are you healthy? I'm about 85%. Can you say. jog or anything? Uh, I don't jog anyway. So. <laughs> can you Can you exercise at all? So, no. I haven't can, exercised since. Okay. Well, you I, look I, like I you're can, in great shape. Breathe. I thought yeah. you'd come in like 20 pounds heavier because you couldn't do anything. Well, I've been eating a lot of junk. Yeah? No, I didn't say you did did come in 20 pounds heavier. <laughs> I said you thought you would. Old Dominion is here. So what I want to do with you guys, I want to do first song, last song, and then current song. And I was looking back, and your first song that went number one was Break Up With Him back in 2015. That is insane to me to think that 2015 was that. I mean, that, that seems like yesterday to me. I know. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. It does. I saw this like post that somebody posted, like a timeline. They said, you know, when radio stations say, the hits of the 80s, 90s, and today. There's been 21 years of today. Of today, yeah. Like, <laughs> like that you can't get away with that anymore. I mean, so I remember it the first does time. feel like, in some ways, 2015 was like yesterday, but it also seems like a long time ago. I just remember the first time you guys came in here, and you know the studio setup was a little different. And you guys came and we, you played the song, and I'm like, dang, you guys are good. But that just that's seven years ago. That is wild. Wow. And you guys now have eight number one. So, and I wouldn't even say it's quietly, but you guys have kind of taken over. Like if you guys put out a song now, people, it's a whole new level of people expect it to be a hit now. Mm. It's no more putting out a song going, I wonder if this will do good. And it's like, if it's not a number one song, you guys will be disappointed. Am I right? Yes. 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 <laughs> and what a good place to be though. Yeah. I know. Like that that's a whole new level of success to where if we don't hit number one, we're disappointed. Yeah, Different right. than, oh, I wonder if, if, if this will chart. I wonder if this will be top 20. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a little scary to be there, too. I mean, it feels really good, but it's also like, man. Well, it's also, too, it's like if it this... doesn't do the best every time, yeah, yeah. we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. But to me, like my opinion, you can't even think about that. It's right. like we have to like completely ignore that side of it when we're writing and when we're recording. It's like we have to always remember, like we started out going, what do we like to 
play? What do we like? What do we like to listen to? And that's that has to still be the way it is. We can't even think about what other people are going to like, or it won't work. Yeah, I get it. You guys do that, but I don't. I'm like, this better be number one, <laughs> or I'm out. <laughs> All right, from 2015, Old Dominion is here. This is their first hit. Here is Break Up With Him. I know it's late, but I knew you'd pick it up Nah, I ain't drunk Okay, maybe I do have a little buzz But that song came on And I just thought what harm could come from one little call I know you say you're taking But I say, girl, you're taking too long To tell them that it's over To bring it on over Stringing them along any longer Girl, it's just wasting precious time Girl, you know it can't wait Rip it off just like a band-aid The way you look at me, girl, you can't pretend I know you ain't in love with him, break up with him, yeah Just break up with him Come on. Yeah. Sounds like the record. Yeah. Hey, great job, guys. Thank you very much. I'd like to do a little uh, Old Dominion band spotlight, uh, Brad Terzi. Brad, here's what I want to do. Because I'm watching you, I, and I think you should be acknowledged <laughs> for how good of a player you are. That solo on an acoustic, it, maybe you need wit to give you rhythm to go with it. But can you play that with nothing else? I mean, he doesn't even make yeah. a crazy face. Like, I made the crazy face. I was nervous of, for you. <laughs> you know, like guitar solo, does the pedal, they're like, doing the face? I was doing the face. That's how much I was feeling it when you were doing it. It's a good one to sing in the shower. Give that a shot Oh, yeah, you, you do it. <laughs> Jeff does it trumpet style in the shower. And then it, and then I'm like the, the breakdown part where it's like, you know, and, and uh, you know, no guitars and uh, you're doing the keys, Trevor, and it's like, you're just clunk, clunk, you know, the clunk. That's it's a pretty... Like, yeah. Awesome impression yeah. of how he plays keys. It's yeah. like, tell me that, it's, yeah, and bring it on. That's pretty. Yeah, that's it, man. That's awesome. See, I think you, you guys are so good and together. It is the super. All group. the real musicians in town that are listening to this are like these oh, guys are hacks. What are you talking about? No way. No way. No way. No way. Hopefully, Derek Wells isn't listening right now. <laughs> Let Maybe. me say this. Let me do a little plug for you guys before we get into it. Uh, they are doing a live at the ballpark uh, tour, uh, July seventeenth. The ballpark at Jackson in Jackson, Tennessee. They're playing in in Fresno, one of our favorite places in Fresno. They're playing in Traverse City, Michigan. They're playing in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Idaho Falls, Idaho, Wichita, Kansas, at Riverfront Stadium. Hey, you sang the national anthem there. I did. Yeah. You did? I did, yeah. yes. That's gutsy. Yeah. How nervous yeah. for you? Um, very, because I, yeah, I'm not a singer, but somehow I got the job to do that. And I think we did it because my husband was in Afghanistan at the time. He was serving time, at the time, yeah. And uh, I dedicated it to him. Right. Listeners kind of 
petitioned for it to happen. Wow. So I did it. I didn't mess up any of you the lyrics. You can't go wrong at that Like, point. I respected it for Man. sure, but, like, I I don't know that it was the best rendition. That's so scary to think mm-hmm. about doing. Never done it. Yeah. Scary. You never sang the national anthem? No. Wow. I'm too nervous. I would be nervous about that, too, because if you nail it and you do it exactly right and you it's the great, people go, hey, nice job. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. But if you mess up a word or a syllable... Prepare to be roasted so, for the rest of your life oh, because man. it's on and YouTube. And I mess up the words to our own songs every single night. So there's <laughs> and even no if way. you do it the best, you're not going to do it as good as when you used it. So forget really it. The, yeah. How about let's do uh, your last number one, which was a song that I told you guys many times. Hit me personally. I was still single at the time. One man band comes out, and I'm like, dang, I don't want to be this person yeah. anymore. I will say this: it changed my life, and now I'm engaged. Oh, well, this song, yeah. this song is the sole reason I'm engaged. Wow! <laughs> Not Caitlyn herself, this well, just this song. Hey, they're here right now. Let me lie, let me lie to the artist. Okay. Um, but I did love this song, and you know, I'm not lying about that. This song really touched me, and so let's do a little bit of one man band. Your last number one. It's Old Dominion here in studio. Been flying solo for so long Nobody singing the harmony Up there just me and my shadow No bass, no guitar, no tambourine Then I find you like a melody You singing in the same key as me We had them dancing in the streets I don't want to be a one-man band I don't want to be a rolling stone alone Putting miles on a run-down van Baby, we could take our own show on the road I'll lay down the beat, carry the tune We'll get tattoos and we'll trash hotel rooms Baby, take my hand Cause I don't want to be a one-man band You guys are so good. How, did it take a while for you guys to kind of get it tied again? Because I hear you sound excellent. <coughs> but after not playing for a while, was it kind of like lugging around for a bit? Yeah, yeah. we're doing pretty good today, actually. I would say so. <laughs> Thank you. But, <laughs> felt warmed up on that one. Yeah, it's, it's loosey-goosey. Like, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, sure. But being as good as you are, do you get back in the room and go, oh, we're kind of off? Like for you, sure. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We had like, what, maybe four or five rehearsals before we, we came back. And it was like, there were a few songs I was just stared at the keys. I'm like, I have no idea what and, I used to play. And that's probably the most we've rehearsed ever for <laughs> for anything was coming back for our first show. To get back to normal yeah. was the most rehearsed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the learning curve is quick once we get yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got it. And then you're like, okay. Yeah, it takes one or two run-throughs. And yeah. yeah. I was looking at the the promo shot for I was on a boat that day and you guys are all dressed up you got your suits your jackets your Miami Vice type thing yeah. I don't know yeah. if that this was the vibe the real you... shirt from the, from oh, the photo oh look at you oh. wow yeah. on brand right he hasn't here. taken yeah. it off since <laughs> <then>. <laughs> he's that proud of it everywhere he goes so comfy so what was the what, what was the idea creatively behind that well you... interesting uh, story we can't tell the whole story but interesting story <laughs> about that particular photo that's actually Kenny Chesney's backyard uh, by, out by his pool we were in Key West and he, we were hanging out and he surprised us at our show in Key West and we were hanging out the next day and we were just having some beers and hanging out, having a good time. And he knew we had a photo shoot that afternoon. He was like, why don't you just do it here? There's this whole cool 
thing. And he like art directed that whole photo <laughs> shoot for, for us. Wow. So, yeah, it was just like an imp- impromptu thing where he was like, no, stand here, do this. He also jumped into some Yeah, he's photos. in a few that are he's in a few that, fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that he probably doesn't want anybody to see. But and you guys lots wrote of tequila was happening. This entire song together with Shane McNally and Josh Osborne, right? Yeah. yeah. It's already in like the top 30, I think I saw, already yeah. the song just came out. It's, which which is know. rare for the, the country charts for a song to jump like this. So first of all, congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Was this written as a, hey, we're going to put this out in the summer type song? Man, it was just written just as fun. Yeah. You know, we didn't really think about that. We didn't even know it was going to be the first thing we did. We just wrote it and moved on to the next one. Yeah, I mean, this title has been around for about eight years. Yeah. We've, we've, had, we've had that title. I was on a boat that day, Old Dominion, we, live we, in studio. sun and the rum just do what it does I threw my phone in the water little push off the dock she was packing her bags I was popping a top and she gone for the summer gone for the night gone for the weekend all the rest of my life and she laughing was she crying as she walked away I can't say I was on a boat that day the river was rolling They start smashing our studio, and they're like, hey, you told us, man. (laughs) All right, Old Dominion, they are going out, a headlining tour. They are playing all over a lot of these baseball parks, which is super cool. Uh, You go to olddominion.com, go to their Instagram, go see what's up, and go watch them. They sound so good. Stream, I was on a boat that day. Download it, however you get your music. Thank you guys so much. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. Clap your hands for Old Dominion, everybody. Back in a minute. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Jimmy Allen announced a new album called Betty James Gold Edition. It drops on June 25th and serves as a star-studded follow-up to his Betty James project. The new album will feature collabs with Keith Urban, Little Big Town, Lanko, and Pitbull, just to name a few. Brantley Gilbert is releasing his collaboration with Toby Keith and Hardy this Friday. It's called The Worst Country Song of All Time. Here's a teaser. This is the worst country song of all time. And it goes, I hate beer and honky-tonk women. Brett Eldridge announced his Good Day Tour. The show kicks off this fall and continues through May of 2022. Special guest Morgan Evans will be joining him. Tickets for the show go on sale this Friday. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. There were two police officers in North Carolina, Officer Justin and Officer Christopher, and they're driving in two separate cars, driving to work. They're not even on duty yet. And they pass by a ditch where they see a car had just some kind of accident rollover, and half of the car is submerged in the water and slowly getting deeper into the water. So the first officer that gets there, he goes and responds and opens the door, tries to get the woman out, but he's slipping. 
perfect timing. The other officer shows up. He's like, oh my gosh, there's Officer Justin. So he grabs his belt while they save it. It's a double effort to save this girl. Well, they saved her and she's good. And the car went down the ditch, but she's all right. So they basically got there just in time. Just in time. And they weren't even on duty. They were on their way to work. Pretty crazy. They weren't even in the same car. It's not like two partners that were driving in the same car either. That, my friend, is fate. Sounds like it. That was. Do we believe in fate, though? Absolutely. I don't. I you do. don't? No. I just read this whole story no, to tell I'm, you what I, fate is. No, but that's not fate to me. That's oh, a great story, okay. and that's a tell me something good. Yes. And I love it. And great. Love police officers. Think that's fantastic. However, I believe that I have control of my actions. I make choices, and my choices affect others. They affect myself. If I did believe in that, why would I be caring? I'd just go and eat Cheetos all day. Because hmm. that's fate. Right? You still if have you have to hate- care. Uh, I, no, I, I care. But I, I get to make my own decisions. I believe that I have free will to make the decisions that I choose. And that there is not a you're road. You're going to say that until you get struck by lightning. You're going to be like, well, that was not my decision. It wasn't. That was fate. But so I don't why think it's are you going to get struck by lightning? <laughs> well, anyway, because that's one thing he can't I'm control. Not a, I'm not a, I don't, no, I don't think you can control everything. I don't think you can control anything. I can control two things about me. My attitude and my work ethic. That's it. Mm-hmm. However, I, I believe I get to make choices in my life. You do. Good decision, That's bad free decision. will, absolutely. Who believes in fate, yes or no? Yes, I, Eddie. I. You do. Semi. I, okay. Yeah, divine things, yeah. Absolutely. You? Yeah, I definitely believe in fate. I guess I'm the only one that believes I have control to make all the decisions. No, Lunchbox is semi. He said semi, though. <laughs> semi. <laughs> I mean, there's some things I'm like, oh, you have no control over. But some things but, you have no control but over. But I also right. believe I don't in think... free will. I mean, Totally. Yeah. Oh, boy, you guys are, oh, okay, you can't go totally. Yeah, no, yeah, Free will can. and fate are two different yeah. things. Okay. Anyway, Eddie, good story. After we're done here, let's talk some more about this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Have you told anyone else? No. Uh, Amy was in a wreck, everybody. Like a real one. Oh, no. No. Like, my first real wreck ever in my entire life is very scary because I've hit things before, but they're non-moving objects, or and I'm normally going maybe two, three miles an hour when it happens. But this was not my fault. I just want to preface the story with that. It was 100% the we'll other person's fault. We'll be the judge fault. of that. No, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I have a police report to prove that, like, I was not in the wrong. I'm just kidding. And so it was really scary, though. I was in uh, the far right lanes, almost like a turn lane. And a guy was in the middle lane, and he decided to turn from it. And we're oh, going. Oh, we tried to cross over you. Yeah, we're going. I, 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 probably 45, I was driving it again this morning and thinking this is probably how fast I was going, 45 miles an hour. And the guy turned right in front of me to turn into this driveway. I guess he, he realized he missed it and wanted to just go ahead and turn, but didn't realize maybe I was in a blind spot. So then I had to completely swerve and went up on the sidewalk in the grass and completely like came to a halt. I'm thankful that I didn't over swerve because I mean, I don't have practice swerving and I had to react quickly. So part of me is very proud of myself, but I also just think I got lucky that, uh, you know, I didn't swerve too much because I could have spun around or flipped or, you know, not been able to stop in time. And there was trees and a huge utility pole, Mm. like really close to me. It was crazy how it happened. And then, you know, you just kind of sit there for a second and I'm in shock again. I've never been in a situation like this at all. And I'm shaking and Are then you I stopped at this point. Yeah. And I, he hit me. So not oh, he only did, he did hit. You yes. Too. So that so when I swerved to get away from him, he hit the back of me because it was he was already turning. But instead of hitting maybe the middle of me, 
He hit the back. And it didn't spin you around. It didn't spin me around. Luckily, like I remember kind of like going to the left and the right and then just like stopping half on the grass, half on the sidewalk on a pretty busy road. And then he gets out. I don't know where he, where, where he is, but what he kind of went truck like, was it? he was in a van. Okay. And he gets out and immediately comes over and is taking responsibility. This is my fault. Are you okay? This is my fault. I'm so sorry. And then he offers me cash and wants me to take the cash. And how much cash? Well, it went, uh, I'm going to tell you it's. You mean to give you numbers? Because yeah. I don't know how yeah. much it's going to cost to fix my car. Let's go. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll be the judge if you're taking it or not. All right. <laughs> so he, at first he starts off with, I'll give you $300. Oh, no. Get out of here. Yeah, I know. But then I'm like, look, we can just call, figure this out. We'll let's exchange information and insurance. And he's like, $400. And I'm like, just give me your number. Go get your insurance. Like, we'll figure this out. $500. He went up to $2,000. He came back and like had hundreds and was trying to pay me in bills. But I felt for him because clearly something was going on to where he didn't want police involved at all. And then I'm just emotionally in a very fragile place. And I just start bawling, crying because I feel now like I'm stuck. I'm, I need to probably file it with the insurance, but then I also feel bad for whatever's going on with him. And I just feel it. And I just start bawling crying in front of him i think he probably thinks like i don't know what what he thought maybe he thought i was sad about my car well, he but probably i thought he was he's in trouble he wasn't thinking mm-hmm. about you if he's throwing cash at you something's oh yeah up. no he did not want the police involved right but i also did not want to it was so unfortunate and yes it was his fault but then i didn't want to be the reason he gets in trouble with the law and so i'm like man i just i just wanted to escape from it and act like it never happened and i was like can i hit and run my own accident that i didn't cause <laughs> like i just want to leave the scene because this is awful and then we were right near a church and the church was about to let out and it's a big enough church where they have a police officer that directs traffic and wouldn't you know the police officer's coming out to direct traffic and he sees me up on the lawn and he comes over and asks everything's okay. And I see the guy's like face just drop because I, we didn't call the police. It just like, I don't know. The Lord took care of it for me. That's how I, that's what I want to think is like, I was so overwhelmed with making a decision on what to do and what was the right thing to do, which the right thing to do is to file a report. But I just felt so bad for this guy. And then the officer that was, you know, directing the traffic called in a backup officer and an officer arrived and, wrote up an accident report and I mean yeah the guy definitely got I heard the officer say so you don't have insurance and he's like no I I I don't I don't have insurance I mean it just was awful and so now that I feel so bad but it was his fault and now I have the accident report for my insurance and then I guess my insurance will I mean who knows I guess I'm gonna be covering it you know not his and then I have a new story that I tell myself because I was so anxious about getting this guy in trouble, even though it wasn't my fault. But my new story is he probably has something coming up bigger down the line that he's really going to wish he had insurance for. And this little accident caused him to do the right thing and be legal with his insurance. And then he's going to be so glad he had it. So uh, in a year or so, he's going to be thankful he had the wreck. It's a cute story. Yeah, yeah. The, um, <laughs> That's what I, I have to I tell think... myself, though. It was awful. Wait, so did he go? To, did they arrest him or anything? Not that I saw. At one point, I was free to go. So I was like, bye. But he was still there. And another cop arrived. Ugh, Is I your car messed up? Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. S- Got to definitely if, get it fixed. If we walk out there. Oh, we- for sure. Yeah. Really? The dent. Yeah. So even $2,000 probably wouldn't have covered it. 
Honestly, I don't think so. Had you known he didn't have insurance, if you had asked him that earlier, the move would have been take the cash and then just file it as some an uninsured driver hit you. That's what happened. You'd have got cash and your insurance would have paid for it, which they're doing anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Everything I, again, I, I, everything about that just felt so weird. I know. I, I didn't want to be a part of it. And obviously, I knew something was shady because he was not wanting to do the proper protocol in exchange. Yeah, when someone starts throwing cash at you to shh, shh. My good. You know that ain't good. Yes. Ah, oh, it's the worst. I was shaking, but I'm thankfully glad you're okay. everybody's okay because yes. it could have been worse. So I'm thankful. And then hopefully he is going to get right with the law and he'll be better for it. The law and the Lord. That's yeah. right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the law and the Lord. Of course, we wrecked right up on a church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're okay. Me too. It's scary. I could see you starting to slightly be triggered by telling that story again mm-hmm. as you were yeah, telling Yeah, because I've never had that feeling before mm-hmm. of being out of control. Again, I hit like... Fire hydrants, you know, mm-hmm. non-moving objects. Lucky you didn't hit a pole. Oh yeah. yeah, I think I have a picture of it, and you can see how close the pole is from to where I stopped. Thankful that you're here. Thankful you made it. Me too. When, thanks. What day was this? Yesterday. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yesterday she did not win the prize, but we're giving her round two. On the phone in Arkansas is Grace. Grace, welcome back. How are you? I'm good. The baby is happy. We've got some nice songs <laughs> playing for her. We're, we're good over here. All right. Yesterday, you did not win $100 in cash. Now, how I do you feel not. about that? Bummed. But, you know, today's a new day. That's true. We're good. We'll start over. It's fine. So we're going to play our game called Never Gonna Get It. Up for grabs, a $100 cash gift card. Courtesy of our friends at Hyundai, here is the question today. In a survey of incarcerated burglars, so people that are robbing stuff, they're in jail, right? 34% say they did this while committing their crime. So one-third of criminals that have been busted for burglary have said that they did this in the course of committing their crime. What is it? Let me know when you're in. In. I'm in. In. Uh, I'm in. You don't. You in. don't feel. You don't feel it today, Lunchbox. No, I don't feel it today. This one, there, I, I don't really. I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not on the same wavelength as burglars, so I, I can't really think what they were doing. Think about that, Grace. Someone's robbing a house. Uh, what are they doing while they're robbing the house? Got an answer. Do I need to answer now or wait? Yeah, go ahead. What's your answer? If you get this right, um, you win hundred bucks. I think. This is so dumb, but maybe it's why they got incarcerated. Um, they paused to use the bathroom. Did anyone put that down as their answer? Me. I, Two I of you said that. That's yeah. actually a good guess. I didn't yeah. even think about that. My bathroom. Grace, the answer is not go to the bathroom. Oh. You two okay. can change yours, though, now. You have, you have 30 <laughs> seconds. You want to hear it again just to give you some time? Yes, please. In a survey of incarcerated burglars, 34% said they did this in the course of committing their crime. They're in a house. They're robbing it. They do this. What is it? I think I feel better about my answer the more I think about it. Now, okay, Lunchbox is <laughs> teeing Grace up to pick him again. Grace, you can pick anybody here on the show. If they get it, you get it. What do you have? Oh, I'll give man. you two people today <laughs> since you lost yesterday. Oh, cool. Okay. You get two people. Okay. I put my faith in Amy the first time, so I want to do that again. Okay. <laughs> and then lunch is who I originally was going to go to yesterday before um, I changed my mind. So I guess I have to go with lunch today and give him the benefit of the doubt since oh. he got it right yesterday. All right, here we go. Raymundo, what's your answer? Use the Wi-Fi. Oh, just like log in, check your email, <laughs> maybe do some banking. Yep. Morgan? 
I feel like this is funny enough. It might work. It's pet the dog. Hmm. Eddie? Yeah. Uh, they're hungry while they're breaking in, and they're like, ooh, let me make myself a sandwich. They eat food while they're burglarizing. Lunchbox? It's eat something. That's the right answer, folks. Get a little snack, because when you're robbing, you're, you're hungry. hungry. You're out in the middle of the night, need something to eat. Amy? I have ate a snack. Oh, we have three <laughs> eat a snacks. Well, that's it. That's not good. <laughs> okay, Grace, I'm going to make it a little easier for you. If anyone gets it, you can win. You can pick that they get it or they don't. You have the whole show. Do one of them get it or do they all miss it? Oh, it's 50 50. I'm trying to give you this prize. I know. I know what I know. I'm going to pick wrong. Okay. Three of them have the same answer Ray said Wi Fi, and Morgan said pet the dog. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say that one of them gets it. Okay. She said somebody gets it. Is it pet the dog? No. Dang. That's funny though, right? Yeah, it's good. That's a good kind of quirky Is it get on the Wi-Fi? No. Oh. And then Come all on. three of you said get something to eat, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, not, that's not a good sign when all three of us say Why something. Not? I know. Well, you it, That means know, it's too obvious. Oh. I was debating with one other one. Yeah, me too. What was your other one? May, uh, talk on the phone, make a phone call. Mine was taking a nap. I had try on underwear. <laughs> wow. Well, I'll tell you, all those secondary ones are wrong. Oh, good. Good, good, good. good. That's good, great, good. guys. No, it's got to be Let's go. They got to get eat a snack. I mean, those chocolate chip cookies are sitting there for Santa, right. and they eat them instead? Come like, on. Why not? Why Santa. not? You're already robbing. Why not steal food? Right. right. This, this Home Alone? The robbing during Christmas or what? <laughs> Marv. In a survey of incarcerated burglars, 34% said they did this in the course of committing their crime. The answer is go through the photo albums. Oh. What? Why? I get that. Why? Why would they want to see that? To me, that would make me feel bad because I'm seeing the people Uh, that I'm stealing from. And I I told you it was a bad sign when we all three had the same answer. Mm -hmm. Grace, I I tried to make it 50-50. I really wanted you to. I know. I appreciate it. But, I mean, photo album? Is there any, Grace, anyone you want to shout out to or is there anything else I can do for you because I can't give you the money? Um, my best friend Ashley listens to the show. She had her baby two and a half weeks after me, so we're like right here in the thick of motherhood together. Um, and then my husband Tyler is also a listener. So what's up, guys? All right, there, there she hey. is. She didn't win, but she is a great listener. There she is, Grace. Grace, thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. All right, bye-bye. She went over two over two days. Wow. Dang. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why it's called Never Gonna Get It. You're never gonna get it. On the phone, Catherine from Alabama. Hey, Catherine, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How are y'all? I'm doing pretty good. What can I help you with? I was calling um, a couple of days. Well, I think it was last week. Y'all were talking about the bride that wouldn't let um, her friend's husband be in the wedding pictures because he was too short. Yeah. And it got me thinking about my brother's ex fiance. She didn't want me to be in the wedding at all because I was not blonde. I have very, very dark hair. And so, of course, my brother was like, well, that's my sister. You know, she needs to be in the wedding. So we had decided that I was going to wear a black dress and stand on the groomsman's side. Just, you know, go a little non-traditional and just make her mad completely. <laughs> um, but thankfully, the wedding fell through. We threw a party that they actually oh. didn't get married. Um, oh, wow. Oh, that's terrible. I mean- I know, wow. I know that's terrible, but it's just she was not a nice person. What would she say about you? I wonder. She doesn't 
didn't like me. She never liked me from the day I met her. She was very rude to me um, and my entire family. So this sounds, I, I don't know, maybe it doesn't sound bad. I don't care what she thinks about me. Oh, oh God. Like, <laughs> I just wonder, Here's and here's why. We are all the protagonists in our own story, right? We're all the good, we're always the good guy. And to somebody else in their story, we're the bad guy and they're the good guy. So it doesn't matter who you are. And so, Eddie, in someone's life, you are the bad guy. And they're yes. like, I cannot believe Eddie, that guy Eddie. Mm-hmm. But in your life, you're the good guy. Always. And, and it is universally, we are always the protagonist. And they are not. But ask them and they're always the protagonist. That's why I ask. I think about that all the time. I think about weird stuff sometimes. That's what you do, huh? That's what I do, yes. Hey, thank you for the call, Catherine. I appreciate that. I did, because Caitlin's dad might be like half an inch taller than me. Might be. It's, it's questionable. So on the wedding, I might have been on my tiptoes a little bit in the pictures for her sister <laughs> over the last weekend. Just to look a little taller than Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I have, if country singers were stocks, who would have the most value? Whiskey Riff put this together, and pretty much it's the artist that you would want to invest in, and you'd get the highest return as their careers take off. So it's not just the biggest then. Yeah. Because let's say you buy Apple stock right now. Or Walmart, right? Like, you're not going to get a ton back, but you know it's not going to bottom out. Mm -hmm. It's going to grow maybe a little bit. Ooh, if I were buying... Listen, if they were stocks right now, I would load up on Morgan Wallen because his just took a dip. That's so good. His just took a dip. It's slowly coming up a little bit, but he's about to hit hard again. Wow, that's so good. I would buy a lot of Morgan Wallen. (laughs) I kind of wish we could actually really do this now because I'd buy in him too, for sure. Uh, Number five. Blake Shelton is at number five. That's dependent. Yeah, I don't know that I buy a lot of Blake. I think it's gonna. It's always gonna be good. It's probably expensive as crap right now. He's big corporate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe if we would have bought it in the nineties. <laughs> right. Okay. Next. Uh, Sam Hunt. That's a good one. Number three. Um, Florida Georgia Line. Don't know. I'd be buying that. One. <laughs> well, I'd be selling that I mean, one. <laughs> I don't think those guys even like each other. I think they're gonna go tour again, and they're smart guys. But they're both putting out their own stuff. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I already like, sold a thousand shares of them this morning. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. <laughs> I think we would all buy number two, and that's Luke Combs. Yeah. Again, expensive. Right. It would have been good to get on that about two years ago. Mm-hmm. But you could still hop in right now. But who's number Is I'm going to just go ahead and tell you number one's not even living. What? Wait, how do you buy dead stock? Don't know. I'm I guess surprised. maybe his state, his he still makes money. Like artists Johnny still Cash? make. Yeah. I, I guess. guess. It's not going to go up, though, is the thing. It's just a dependable holder. What do they call it? Posthumous. Posthumous? That word. Yeah. Yes. What? And what does that big word mean? <laughs> it means like you're... It happens the, after death. Has something ah. happens, yes, ah. after like, you like die. You, like uh, you go win an award after you died. Got like it. You, you win the Grammy, but you died last year. Got it. Yeah, you win it posthumously. <laughs> All right, what else? Well, speaking of the word posthumous, I have the top words that we have to Google to spell. Restaurant. Uh, no, I, that's the word for me. I, I can so do it. Okay, it's not one of the top ones that America has to Google, but yeah, yeah I know that you struggle with that one. Uh, the top ones are quiet. <laughs> really? <laughs> because there is like let, let quit. Me say, let me try them out. Q-U-I-E-T, quiet. Okay. Boom. Okay. Uh, bagel. Bagel. Oh, that's, is it L-E oh. or E-L? But I'm going to go with E-L, B-A-G-E-L. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friend. F-R-I-E-N-D. Yeah, sometimes people switch the I yeah. and the E. Um, beautiful. B-E-A-U-T-I-F-U-L. Oh. And career. That's Okay, C-A-R-E. <laughs> those, those, those to me are easy, but someone may go restaurant. You're a dope, Bobby. Restaurant's easy. Now, this is where I struggle. Restaurant. 
R E S T. And then I think it's A U. I think it's Rest Owl Rant. I think it's spelled like Rest Owl Rant. Rest Owl Rant. Yeah. <laughs> rest R E S T A U R A N T. I think that's a Rest Owl Rant restaurant. It seems right. R E S T A R A N T. <laughs> Close. Yeah. All right. So don't feel bad if you have to look up words. Uh, a lot of America's with you. So, Bobby, do you keep a list of people in your pocket that have either rejected you or done you wrong in some shape or form? It used to be a lot more about that. I used to really hold on to everyone. For example, the guy that used to run Cumulus Radio. I think now it's called Odyssey. Ad- Adassi or something like that. I don't remember. The name. But he told me I would never make it. He told me I'd never make it, and I would come begging him for a job after we failed in Nashville. That's like, crazy. Like, I remember that. I remember sitting with him and him going, hey, you're never going to make it in Nashville. Like, just just come back. His exact words were, I'll give you a, a, a shot on our pop station in Tampa. Oh, wow. Oh. And I was like, listen, don't doubt me. I may not make it this time, but I, I don't quit, so I don't lose. But you, And now I go, no, I don't care, Amy. <laughs> I just went. Uh, I used to really be focused on that, but now I try to... I try to, instead of getting back at people who doubted me, I try to prove people right who believed in me. Oh. Why do you ask? Oh, I like that. Well, I bring it up because Eric Church was talking about how his problem with the younger generation is they're looking for a break like quickly, maybe on a reality show, and there isn't an appreciation for putting in your dues. And he said that rejection and going through a lot of things is really important, and he keeps a list in his pocket of everyone who has turned him down. And I mean, I know we were speaking, Oof. I was asking you like figuratively like a list you keep, but I think he really does like have them written down. I mean, if it were me, mine would be like a scroll and you'd have to unwind it. It'd be like a <laughs> hundred pages long. Here. It's like old printer paper that was all connected. <laughs> I'd, have to keep, I'd have to keep that behind me and just drag it. Uh, all right. Well, I think, said, Eric, I think Eric Church needs a little bit of therapy for this. He <laughs> said, I mean, I've had to do it. So is it his biggest beef with the younger generation is that they go on shows like, American Idol or The Voice, and it becomes more about a one-time moment. But we had your boy on, what, yesterday, and well, he's amazing. To me, it's not even about American Idol or The Voice. It's just that my experience with, like, younger millennials is they do not have good work ethic. Compared, oh. I mean, they just, that's, they don't. Occasionally, you get a good one. Morgan number two works really hard. But, I mean, for the most part, you're just like, man, what ha- Like, where was the gap that made this age group go, you know what? I'm just feel pretty entitled and I'm just going to do whatever I can to escape. Mm. It's tough. And I never, I didn't see that until the last few years. Yeah. But now I sound like grandpa. We're now, getting to now that now age. I'm, now I'm yeah. yelling at the clouds. These oh, darn my. kids. my lawn. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Graden Fisher's at track practice, you know, doing laps around the track, passing that guy, passing that guy, when all of a sudden he collapses, and he's like, "Uh uh-oh, and he's barely breathing. The coach is like, what do we do? Someone calls 911. Another person goes and gets a defibrillator. 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 And Kurt Anderson, though, starts CPR. Boom, 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 boom. Saves his life. Wow. Remember when Dr. Oz saved that guy in the airport? Yeah. Crazy. He was like, yeah, I was just walk, getting off the airplane, grabbed a defibrillator. And we we're like, how did you know to do that? And he said, well, it's good to know for our listeners to know, too. And I and I guess Eddie has done some of this stuff as well. Yes. That the defibrillator kind of tells you what to do. Absolutely. You put the it tells you where to put it on the body. And then it tells you if you even need to apply a shock or not. Well, also that school shout out to that school for having one, because some schools don't make it a priority to get one. 
Yeah, and the coach and everybody that saved him, he only had a 10% survival rate, wow. according to doctors. But their quick thinking saved his life. Hey, did you have to rub them together? <laughs> no, that's you just don't. in the movies. You no, have no, to no. yell clear? No, I mean, I think it, the machine says clear, clear, and then it distributes the shock. Wow, well, shout out to that coach. Man, that stinks a kid, too, who had that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, some underlying condition they had no they, idea They about. still don't know what, what caused it. There you go. That's that, that's cool. They were able to save him. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, tonight at 9, 8 Central, uh, from my house, on time with Bobby Bones. It's a live talk show I do on Twitch. Uh, Jake Owen and Larry Fleet will be stopping by. And Jake's going to bring his guitar. We're going to have music. Uh, Larry Fleet has a song that people love called Where I Find God. Here's a clip of that. From So check it out tonight. You can just go to my Twitter page and find the link there. But uh, on time with Bobby Bones, it's on. It's another. It's a talk show. I'm so overexposed right now. I'm just. Doing, I have too much. I'm, o- I'm over everywhere. Me. I'm over me. There is a story about different scents and how different scents can affect your mood. Mood like S C E N T S. So experts recommend being picky with your candles because if you have a scent like vanilla, comfort and warmth. If you have a scent of melon. Universal feelings of friendliness, youthfulness, oh. happiness. However, avoid cinnamon. Oh, I oh, like why? cinnamon. Because it makes a room feel more crowded and you feel less in control. What? Oh. Man, not at so, Christmas time. I thought that was just my kids. I guess it's my cinnamon candle. Oh. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> it's your four kids. Okay. <laughs> I think it's your four kids for sure. All right, because I do get that feeling. But it was the first time I had seen someone go, hey, you're picking your candles actually makes you feel certain certain ways. Wow. These are full of crap, though. Maybe. I love the smell of cinnamon. And I do I feel too. relaxed and lonely with it. Wait, what? Not lonely, but not not crowded. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the opposite of crowded. <laughs> right. I was just trying to think of it. All right, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. <laughs> the morning corny. So my neighbor told me he was scared to plant an apple tree. Oh, yeah? So I told him to grow a pear. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Grow up That's like really good. Wait, that was the grow a pear. morning corn. Get it? A pear a tree? Pear grow or a pear. A pear. Of it's a play no- on. Yeah, no, yeah, I get it. It's a double. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grow a pear. Got it. You know, next week, Eddie will be walking. Mm-hmm. Like on Sunday, he's going to West Virginia and he'll start walking from West Virginia to Tennessee. Like Sunday, like this weekend. Yeah, it's Crazy. Going right here. Because I hit Eddie up. I said, hey, do you want to play golf? Caitlin's dad's in town. And he's like, I can't. And I was like, why? He goes, I'm walking West Virginia to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And this whole week, I mean, it's hardcore training. Like, I'm pedal to the metal. Like, going to reach, I'm going to try to do 15 miles max this week so I can be ready. My body can be acclimated to the 20 that I'm going to try to do every day. So do you know what time you have to start? Like, when do you? When does the whole journey begin? I'm kind of leaving all that up to Scuba Steve. <laughs> he's going, he's going to keep the schedule together, and then I'm just going to walk. And you have to do basically 100 miles in a week. Yeah, so so I found a route that's about 80, 70 to 80 miles. I mean, people are telling me left and right, people from Virginia are like, hey, I know it seems closer, 70 miles, but I mean, you're talking like straight up a mountain versus something alongside that cuts on a lower valley. So 
I'm doing my research on it, but I'm trying to find the least mileage and the easiest terrain to get from West Virginia down to Tennessee. And if you're asking, why would Eddie do this? Well, <laughs> months ago, he said, that ain't that far for George Strait to, to carry his love from West Virginia to mm-hmm. Tennessee. And we said a lot of things. Like, he could just be driving that route home. Like, he sure. could be driving truck. He's like, coming home. But my take was like, dude, if you're going to talk about how far, like, how far your love is for her, like, pick some country, go into another country. Like, that's... That will really send the message to her. So then we said, okay, then walk it. And he goes, no. I said, well, if we raise 10000 bucks for your charity, he goes, okay, deal. We raised 50000 Hyundai gave 10000 We're at 60000 bucks. He walked from his house here over the weekend. His kids came and swam in my pool. And so his family drove over and Eddie walked. How long did that take you? It took about an hour and a half. At this point, I'm like, hey, uh, do I need to go to the airport? Let me try to walk it. You know, like I'm, I'm literally looking at everything right now, like going to work. I thought about the other day, I'm like, if I leave like at two in the morning, <laughs> I could get to work on time if I walked it. Are your feet getting in better shape? So I don't know how to explain this. When I walk about five to six miles, they start hurting. Like the heels start hurting, the balls of my feet start hurting. But at the the next day when I wake up, it's like that pain was never there. So that to me is encouraging that I'm going to be able to do what my my daily goal, get up the next day and then do that again. Final question. Do you have like a lot of podcasts you're going to listen to? Yes. Yeah, the Razorback Daily. If I get hooked on that, I'll probably be listening. That's to only me. 20 minutes though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'll be listening to that. I mean, I'm sure going to be listening to a lot of stuff. I thought maybe even about doing some more like charity cameos, uh, live videos, obviously, that we're going to put on our website. So I'm going to stay pretty busy out there. Well, next week, starting Monday, Eddie will be walking. He's actually going to start on Sunday, so we can try to finish this during the week. Yeah. But Monday, uh, obviously next week, next Tuesday show, Eddie will be walking. But you can follow Eddie on Instagram, at Producer Eddie, right? At Producer Eddie, yes. At Producer Eddie. You follow me. You you should know that. I know, but I don't know people's names. I also know I call you sometimes. I don't know your phone number. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Coming up next, Old Dominion in studio. They're going to play all the hits. All the hits here. Hit radio, uh, (laughs) 102.1. That's not the station we're on right now. <laughs> or maybe we are in some places. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A teen who lost her father during a shooting at a Los Angeles County fire station graduated from high school days later with hundreds of his colleagues there to support her. When Jocelyn Carl and her family arrived at the graduation, close to 300 firefighters from the L.A. County Fire Department and from other departments were standing at attention outside the ceremony. Man, do you know how emotional that must have been? Just for every reason. Very. Losing her dad, and then over 300 firefighters come to support her. Tori Carlin was fatally shot at Fire Station 81. That was a few weeks back. And Jocelyn walked across the stage to get her diploma from Sargas High School with his fire jacket draped over her shoulders. Oh, man. It was an emotional moment when she accepted her diploma, but the crowd of her dad's fire family was there to help. Jocelyn's father couldn't be here, so we're here in his place, explains Chief Nick Rakuda. Boy, that is one that'll get you, huh? Yeah. Super special. Man, shout out to those guys for doing that. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? You can call us if you want. 877-77-BOBBY. That's phone number. 877-77-BOBBY was talking with Caitlin last night and we were going to watch another episode of Mayor of Easttown on HBO and she said hey I saw a clip on Instagram where you guys said Eddie spoiled Mayor of Easttown she goes what'd he say I said do you want to know because we're like four or five episodes (laughs) into it she's like did he say anything about the end of it I said well I'll tell you if you want to know otherwise (laughs) 
I don't want to say anything to you. Well, she said, if we're watching it together and you know what Eddie said, then you should tell me what Eddie said. So at least we're experiencing the show. So I told her. And? and she was furious at you. <laughs> but she asked for it. No, no, no. She's furious that you would say anything like that. She goes, when you talk about the ending of anything, you don't go, wow, what a twist. Or I hate it or love the ending. I didn't say any of those you things. You did. Wait, you can't say either I hate or love the ending? No, you don't talk about the ending. Oh, that's I don't a spoiler. Know about really? And what you said was, oh, you'll never guess the whole time who it is. So everybody you think it is, uh-huh. you're going, oh, well, it can't be them. Well, you've ruined the, the viewing could, experience. Though. No, but you've no, ruined the, she, and, and she was infuriated like I was. You want a fun fact? Yeah. Do you know the her ex-husband? That is uh, Pam's boyfriend. Of course, that's Roy. Yeah. That's not that fun. I knew when he walked in the scene, I was like, that's Roy from The Office. I didn't know that. And I was mind blown when I looked it up. Okay. All I'm saying is... I, we need you to admit you did wrong and you've learned something here. Okay, I did wrong. No, and I learned no, something no. Like, what not, do you mean? You're humoring us. If you don't really feel it, don't say it. Okay, but that's a no-win situation because I don't feel it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Universally, you can't talk about the ending of a show, a movie. You just go if you liked it or didn't like it. That's okay. it. All right. I, noted. I will say that from now on. I won't right, talk Amy, about ending. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. no, Lunchbox? I've, I've I agree. Learned. I'm telling you, I, it took some of the joy of the show away because of what Eddie said the whole time I had the same thought. Well, can't be that person. because Caitlin it's... wanted to kill him. Really? Yeah. So are y'all even going to finish it? Yeah, oh, we're going to watch it. Of course they are. We're so invested in it at this point. I told her yesterday, too, because we're having like a shower, like a couple showers. Like, Eddie can't come to the shower. Yeah. And she was like, news. what? Your best man's like coming to the shower? I said, I know. And then I told her why. And she was like, mm, okay. She goes, oh, but he did get us an expensive gift, so he's good. <laughs> it all worked out. So, yeah, but you have spoiled part of a show. And I will not do that anymore, I promise. Let's go over and check the big news stories of the day. Bobby's Big Stories. Everybody knows Post Malone. Here's a clip of Circles. He went through some serious reconstruction in the past weekend. He dropped $1.6 million to upgrade to natural porcelain veneers framed with two diamond fangs in his mouth. Wow. That's cool. So he paid basically a million and a half bucks for teeth. 28 units of ceramic restoration and the two diamonds, which amount to 12 carats. Man, I would be scared someone's going to like knock me out to get my teeth. Uh, I would think that would be something to be fearful of, but I imagine he's always got somebody around him at this point. Mm-hmm. Unless that person knocks him out. Yeah. But yeah, Post did, Malone just spent a million and a half bucks on his teeth. Did they put these stories out there? Like, is Post Malone like, hey, tell everybody I just spent this much on my teeth? Or is it the dentist? Like, why Why does it matter? Like, does he? why does he want it out there? Well, he took pictures of them. Oh. It looks like pictures in a studio by yeah. a professional photographer. And I would oh. say it looks like are... he went to Kmart and sat there. <laughs> Glamour shots. <laughs> and had them done. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably from the camp. Okay. Well, I would say these are fake. Don't don't try to steal my teeth. You ain't scared. Yeah, and I don't think he wants it to be fake either. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, there's no reason to get them if you're going to say these are fake. Like mm-hmm. The whole reason you get them is to flex. Ziona Channa, head of the world's largest family, dies. The 76-year-old man in India who supposedly had the world's largest family, has died. He had 38 wives, Ooh. 89 children, oh my gosh. and 36 grandchildren. He had 39 oh. wives? What a headache. There's another report that claims he had 94 children. That's five extra children. I mean, no way he knows all his kids' names. I barely know you guys' names right. at this point. There's, this show's got nine people here. <laughs> 
Yeah, it'd be tough. Man, that's rough. 89 or 94 children, all the same to me. That is a lot of kids. That's basically Eddie's house. No, not that bad. That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, Rob Riggle. You guys know the comedian? Yeah. Funny actor? No. Uh, You would if you saw a picture of his face. Rob Riggle, he's on NFL. He did, what's he from, guys? Everything but nothing. Yes. yes. Like, he's in everything. You he see was on face. Bear Grylls. He, he was... did a Bear Grylls episode. Yeah, they went uh, to Iceland. That's the one that aired right before yours. Yes. Was it? I've yeah. only watched Bobby on Bear. Well, um, look him up, Rob Riggle, and then I will tell you a story. Because you're going to go, oh, that guy. But no one knows where he's from. Right, he's in everything <laughs> but nothing. Yeah. Mm, okay, yeah. I can see he looks kind of familiar to me. Uh-huh. Just kind of? Kind of. Maybe he's a guy thing. Maybe. Maybe uh, he's in- 21 Jump Street. He was yeah. in that. I know that. Yeah. Well, he is going through a messy divorce that just got worse. New legal docs claim that his wife Tiffany spied on him and stole $28,000 in cash from the small home that they owned as a couple. He claims that there was a cam- that there was a camera. They had the home swept for bugs. They found one in the smoke detector. Dang. That she was watching him. It contains a lot of footage, according to the legal docs, including one of her counting money in his home. He has a restraining order. This is a messy situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, when your divorce goes full out, yeah. you need to put some press out about it. And secret cameras in the house. That's nuts. And he has that much cash in his home? I think he's pretty rich. Yeah, he's been Oh, I know. But I, I get if people are rich. But does that mean you keep that much cash just somewhere in your home? Maybe hidden throughout for a rainy day. Or maybe you're getting divorced, so now you're liquidating <laughs> oh, things. Oh, keeping, I mean, that's what I read. Okay. I don't read he just has 28000 bucks sitting around all the time. Mm-hmm. I read he's got 28000 bucks because he's putting that in cash so they yeah. can't get that. But it says he's worth about $5 million bucks. I bet he's worth a little more than that. I think he was a Marine, too, back in the day. Yeah, I just saw that on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. Those are your big stories. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. I was reading this tweet from a guy named Jack. He said, I'm a first flight in 15 months. Of course, we are rerouted back to the gate because two passengers got into a physical altercation over elbow placement upon armrests. Hey, I get upset about that (laughs) stuff too. You only get half. Hmm. So like someone takes the front and someone takes the back? Well, it's one of two ways. You either each have a little section or it's first come, first serve and you can't push the other person off. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But that's decided when you sit down. Like, and if someone's hogging all of it, right, and you're like, okay, when they move, you then get to pull, put your arm on it. But it gets a little dicey. Mm-hmm. That's why you want to sit by somebody you know, because then you can just push their elbow off. But I definitely can see where two people, because it's not about the armrest. It's about disrespect. Let's be, let's be real. Yeah. And then also, if you're, like, I was flying the other day, and I did not know the people next to me, and the girl raised the armrest. Oh, weird. That is not acceptable. Right. I thought it was weird, but I didn't know how to be like, hey, can we keep this down? No, like you don't have separation to. You just, you just put of, it back down. Mm, I, I would have. I would have been, it goes up, <laughs> and then as soon as she, like, moved her hand, I would go, put it right back down. Okay. I would. No, I can't do that. And then she would go, right. back up. And then the whole time, it's a complete Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> episode. Yeah. <laughs> back down. That's why, But I did think it was a little odd. I mean, that's the thing you do if you're next to someone you know. And even then, sometimes Caitlin doesn't want to do that with me. We were flying. I was like, let me move the arm. She's like, yeah, we're good. I was like, all right. Well, well I don't mean to like cuddle or do anything, but just to be more comfortable. Yeah. But well, yeah, no, I thought that was weird. I just remembered it. There are, a cu- there are three fights that I understand and that I almost get in. One, armrest with somebody I don't know. Movie theater, it happens too. Two, parking place. If I'm sitting and I'm going to turn left into a spot, that means there's a whole lane of oncoming traffic. 
like coming through me. But if I'm sitting with my blinker on and then you pull up after and turn into that spot, ooh, I'm about to get so mad, not gonna fight, but I'm gonna get mad and wish I would have been able to fight. Right. That's two. And three, that is very disrespectful. And then three, the worst is cutting in line. Like you've been waiting in line the whole time and somebody's oh, like, yeah. hey, Jimmy, let me hop up there in line with you. And they haven't been. I don't like you or Jimmy ever again. That that those are the, the disrespectful ones that fights happen about. Mm-hmm. We're talking about an airplane that you know started to move and they had to reroute it back because two people were fighting over an armrest. I mean, the guy said he hadn't flown in 15 months because of the pandemic. Gets on his first plane, two people fighting over an armrest and they have to turn it around. Does the pilot get on and go? You know, I'll turn this thing around, guys. <laughs> Don't make me. Don't make me turn this thing around. <laughs> it's like a parent. Uh, Tim in New York, you are on the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Morning, Bobby. Morning, crew. What's happening, man? How y'all doing? We're doing pretty good. Uh, well, so I, <laughs> I had a interesting flight. I had uh, been uh, going from uh, Long Island, New York, to uh, Texas, where I was stationed in the military a few years ago, and uh, I, I was sleeping against the window. And I woke up, and the armrest was up, and the person that was next to me was actually asleep on my shoulder. Oh, so did they pull the armrest and up and just use you as their pillow? <laughs> that is exactly what happened. I wonder if it was an accident, or if they thought, well, this fellow looks comfortable and nice. <laughs> like, what do you think happened? What was happening in their mind? Uh, honestly, I just think they were a little bit too comfortable. I mean, we had a decent conversation in the beginning of the flight, and then... Uh, after that, it just got complete awkwardness. Guy, so, guy or girl? Uh, it was a girl. Oh wow. She she was probably in her mid sixties. She was an older lady, so I really couldn't like uh, frown on her too much. But and you just let her chill and sleep just, on your shoulder. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah, good and for you. <laughs> for about forty five minutes. For about forty five minutes, and I, I I tried to maneuver just right so that way I wouldn't disturb her and stuff like that. And then uh, when she finally woke up, she just looked at me all awkward like, and then we just made kind of looked oh. great the entire flight. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought I was really gonna turn into like a sexy story. And uh, <laughs> now y'all are dating. Yeah, <laughs> it's a May December yeah. romance. Hey Tim, appreciate that story. Hey, thanks for serving too, man. Really appreciate you. Yes, sir. You guys have a blessed day. All right, Tim. See you, bud. Uh, let's go over to Caleb in Arkansas. Hey, Caleb, you're on the show. What's happening, man? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. So I don't have an armrest story, but I do have a story of a. Uh, I was on a flight from Little Rock, Arkansas, to Los Angeles, and I was on the window seat, and super pretty girl uh, around my age, probably in her mid-20s, was uh, sleeping, I mean, in a... I mean, she was snoozing uh, on the aisle seat, and I had a few drinks. I had to go to the restroom, and I had took me about an hour to build up the courage to wake her up, to, uh, to ask her to, to move so I could go to the restroom. I just was curious if that was, uh, you know, if that was inappropriate or if I should have just let her keep snoozing. I struggle with this for a long time, too, and we talked about it on the show a few times, because I always sit window. If I go, I'm going to sit. When you're looking into the plane, I'm sitting on the right side, about a third of the way back on the window. I like that panel that doesn't have a window on it so I can lay my head there. And so I go, hey, what's the deal? If I got to pee, and everyone told me over and over again, if you got to pee, go pee. They know they're sitting on the aisle. They know that when you sit on the aisle that people are going to walk through you both ways, through your little aisle and through the big aisle. So I would say that you did right. I would say you try to manage it a little bit. You don't go every 15 seconds. But I think if you have to pee, 
you got to wake her up. Do you guys still feel the same way? Yeah. Or? It's totally fine. And he waited an hour, too. So yeah. that's what well, if she I, wouldn't have been as hot, Caleb, would you have waited an hour? Be honest. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm somewhat shy, so probably. Okay. But I'll tell you this. Ever since then, I've been sitting on the aisle seat every time I get on a plane now. Yeah, you learned what works for you because it is uncomfortable to wake somebody up. If you have to pee all the time, if you're a peeing person, I think you sit on the aisle. <laughs> I've started to do that even though I prefer a window. Mm-hmm. I'm not a peeing person. If it's a long flight, probably once. And then I will also see when they're awake and try to make that move. But now, if they're asleep, hey, buddy, you picked a seat. Sorry. Every once in a while, I get the bottle out and just go right there. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> College style. Uh, Kayla, appreciate that call. Hope you have a great day. Thanks. We'll pick. Heard, oh, hey. hey. I heard that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's check in with the hobby hat. We all drew someone else's hobby out of the hat. Uh, let's go to Raymundo first because Raymundo, Morgan number two's hobby is boxing. So you drew boxing. I saw you went to title boxing with her yesterday. Oh, yeah. And just straight up dominated an hour class. She taught me the ropes. Pretty intense, but had a fun time. I was watching you. Yeah, I mean, the time they videoed me was when I was my most tired. It was at like the 50 minute mark. I was gassed, and people, kept, even my own wife was like, You'll never be able to box anybody. You looked really bad and sloppy. I was like, that's because I was exhausted. I mean, film me the first minute of my workout, please. Yeah, you look very sloppy, but do you feel like you could box someone now after doing that? Uh, no. I mean, I would need a lot, a lot of training. I have a very good left, but my right's weak. I don't know how to duck. There's a lot of that involved. How do you do, Morgan? He, he had a lot of power, but he just couldn't seem to figure out to use both hands. He really liked using his left hand, so we, we'd need to work on that hand movement. But honestly, the fact that he stuck it out for the entire hour with two really intense trainers, I was super proud of him. Lunchbox, you have to watch birds. What'd you do yesterday? Uh, so my neighbors ha- have a bird bath that they haven't been using that's just sitting up against their fence. So I grabbed it, put it in my yard, and filled it up with water and watched some birds twiddle around in the water. You stole a bird bath from your neighbors? I wouldn't say stole. It hadn't been used for at least a year, and it's just been sitting there against the fence. And I was like, hey, they don't want it. They're at work. I'll just borrow it for a couple hours. So I put some water in it and watched some birds frolic around in the water. Oh, cute. Yeah. I, I mean, need to get a little bath thingy. Do you like it? It was cool to see him frolic. It was just like, oh, look at those birds. They really, I thought, how stupid. They're not going to come just dance in this water. Well, guess what? They come and dance in the water when you Mm -hmm. put it out there. They know how to find water. Amy, your hobby is to watch the weather from Raimundo. Yeah, and I'm watching the world's deadliest weather. That's my chosen thing. And the episode I watched yesterday focused on animals and different things that happened. And somehow we took a detour to Thailand where this python or some huge snake had like been washed from his habitat where he lived and ended up in a sewage system and crawled up a man's toilet in Thailand. And while he was sitting on his... And in Thailand, the toilets are like in the ground. Like it's almost yeah. like you're squatting, you know? It's uh-huh. not like the toilets we have. So any any hoozy, I don't know how to say this. Did the snake get him? Came up and bit him in the... Oh. The butt or the nads? The two, the balls. Oh. I said nad, so we'd have to say wow. balls. Wow, wow, wow. She <laughs> went straight she did it. ball. I what just happened there? Okay, sorry. I don't know. I mean, first you censored yourself, then you just went Yeah, for you it. went, ooh, <laughs> and then I gave you a word that would be like middle ground nads, and then you okay, jumped. Or you like could... hurdled that. Huh. Sorry. Huh. The whole thing's just awkward for me because I saw, I saw it. I can't unsee what I saw. I mean, I didn't see that, 
But there was, it, it was the scene of the crime, and mm. they had footage there because I guess news crews showed up, and they, uh, good news is. All right, John, we're here at the scene. <laughs> we're going to check now. Bend over. Here he is. Here's Clint. <laughs> no, but they were able to successfully rescue the python and release it back into the wild, and then the guy, I think, is going to be okay-ish. I'm mean, probably traumatized for life, but yeah, there's that. So that's, you know, that's the kind of stuff I'm watching things to raise. I got a list here of things you should not have in your home once you're over 30 years old. There's an interior designer where they put out this list. It's like, hey, once you turn 30, stop with this stuff. Top 10. Shot glasses as decor. Anyone have that in the house? <laughs> no. 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 I thought lunchbox might. I don't have them as decor, but I got them on the cabinet. Yeah, his wife probably regulated Yeah, she that. put them in the cabinet. Cork boards. I don't uh, even know what that is. Oh, like a bulletin board type thing? Oh, to put thumbtacks mm. on there? Mm-hmm. Anybody have that? No. no. Anything space-themed. No. No, I wish. We're pretty mature so far. So like glow-in-the-dark stars or Oh, something? those are the best. <laughs> Paper floor lamps. I don't know what that Dream. Is. Yeah, I used to have one, got rid of it like a few months ago. Dream catchers. Oh, that's no. the, the, the cool feathery It like hangs, yeah. Yeah, 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 I like that. <laughs> a super old mattress, 10 years max. Oh, I got that. I mean... I mean I probably do. Yeah, I think one bedroom. of my beds is. Some of those guest bedrooms, listen, <laughs> I could be sticking people in there on like a gravel bed. I would have no idea because I don't go in there. Old trophies. Yep. Yes. In your house, like displayed? Well, they're in my laundry room. I don't know why they're up, but. I of guess, what, Amy? Oh, tennis, softball. I have oh. my Dancing with the Stars. That's mirror. different. I'm asking, though, because I think it drives Caitlin crazy because every time she moves it, I put it right back in the middle of the living room. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. proud of that That's one. That's different. Now. You just won that recently. It's not like Amy's like she won 20 years ago. <laughs> I won well, it in 18, though, to 18 or 19, to be fair. So three years ago. Yeah. Still relevant, man. Yes. And be proud of that one. Mine's my laundry room, and they're they're supposed to get put away. They just haven't yet. Plastic cups, plates, and plastic silverware. I got no, that. Uh, yeah. I have them in drawers, yeah. Uh, stuffed animals on your bed. <laughs> no. no. Inflatable furniture is number one. Anybody have any sort of like beanbag, inflatable furniture type Mm-mm. things? Okay, we're all pretty mature then. Congratulations. Right. I do think, Ray, did any of that pop up to you? Uh, the inflatable thing, we have that. I mean, it's just a little blow-up mattress. That's probably the only one of that. The shot glasses, yes. I mean, they're sitting right there on the kitchen counter. What kind of shot glasses? Do they have like, no, a sports my, team? Or? My wife got stylish ones. These are like almost like, they're very, very cool looking. They're reflective. They're, there's no label or anything like that on it. It's a cool looking yeah, glass. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 cool. It's a mature shot cool. glass. Exactly. Cool glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about, right? <laughs> All right, thank you, Ray. Mm-hmm. Let's check in with Morgan on the diamond art hobby. You drew Eddie's. Yes. And what are you doing art about? It, it's like these little teeny tiny diamonds, and I use a little like pin, little tweezer thing, and I take it and I put it on the painting. But to what are you making? It. Is it like a cat? It's an elephant. Oh, it's an elephant. It's a sparkly very, elephant. Yeah. It's a very big elephant. I barely made a dent in this thing. Okay, like I've I've spent probably over an hour and a half doing this, and I think I barely have maybe put on like a hundred diamonds. Do you think you'll finish this project in this week or just give up? I don't think I'll finish it this week, but I have too much OCD to not finish it yes. at some point. So I'll finish it. I just don't think I'm going to make a dent in it this week, but I'm trying really hard. I gave Eddie my favorite podcast to listen to called The Razorback Daily. Bad day to listen. I couldn't listen yesterday because I'm too heartbroken over the loss, the baseball Man, loss. Man, let me tell you, I, I mean, I'm just 
like amazed by the fan base. I mean, the the Arkansas fan base is like it's so. All we, it's all we have. I mean, you guys are so passionate about this that the entire podcast sounded like a funeral. Be, like, <laughs> like, like, hey, I love it. I respect it, but man, it was hard to listen to because there was so much pain going through that, those voices in the podcast. But I'll listen again today. I didn't listen. And I always listen. I can't take it right now. I'm they, still mourning. Hey, they found little silver linings in yeah, there, and I appreciated I that. I don't. I didn't. Um, as far as me, I had to watch Teen Mom, <laughs> and I've now watched a full episode. Yes. It's an hour show, and I watched a full episode. And so in this first episode, I'm going back 10 years. Do you even remember the stuff, Lunchbox? I remember some of it. Because Farah finds this guy to date, and he is a model too, and then she ends up finding out that he is cheating on her They've only been dating a few weeks, and it's a whole situation. She drives three hours to his town to confront him. <laughs> and I'm watching, and I just feel like a loser because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an adult man. I would get if I was a 25-year-old female, 32-year-old oh. female. I get it. But a 41-year-old man watching this show, I'm I, and Caitlin's like, what are you watching? Because she's like, I don't know. Like, I think Cody's like probably <laughs> staying with another girl. She's like, what are you what, – what, what's, what's happening? I'm like, I'm watching Teen Mom because Lunchbox made me for his hobby. No, he didn't make you. You made us draw hobbies out of a hat. And then now we all have to do <laughs> yeah, the hobbies. But it's so. his hobby, so I have to do it. Yeah, so he's right. an honor. He right. gets picked. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's see. What else happened? Amber Portwood goes into a doctor's office. And it's weird. They can get the camera in with the doctor. And the doctor's like, hey, I think you're depressed. I think you have um, some anxiety issues. And she's like, yeah. And that's all that happened. <laughs> and then it shows the doctor walk out of the room. Wow. So... Uh, I've watched. I'll watch twenty more minutes of it today, or thirty minutes of it today. But yeah, go, I don't. Go. I don't know that I like it. Through one episode, but we have another one to do. Yeah, you got a couple more episodes, and then you'll be hooked because you're going to be invested emotionally in their lives. I'm telling you. I wouldn't have watched the second episode if I hadn't been forced to. Like the one oh. I'm going to watch today, I, I wouldn't have been like, "Oh, I got to watch another one." So okay, those are our hobby check-ins right. for today. I do want to go over to Mike D because we're going to do a little segment called. Watch it or swatch it. What is it called? See it or skip it. There it is. See it or skip it. Where Mike D watches movies for us and tells us if we need to see it or skip it. What's the movie today? It's uh, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It on HBO Max and in theaters. I love scary movies. This is a part three of this series, and I was really excited about it, but it's not that good. The Conjuring. Is this one you have to watch the first two to watch the third one? No, not at all. They're all individual stories. Oh, they are? Yeah, it's all about possessions. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Ugh. Yeah, it has a great premise. They're trying to prove the existence of Satan because somebody claims they were possessed by the devil while they murdered somebody. And you didn't like it? No. Why? The first scene was pretty scary, but the rest of it was kind of cheesy. Do you think it's because it's on a streaming service? No, because it's it's supposed to be like a straight-on, like, full-release movie, so I just think it wasn't that good. And then what do you rate it? I give it two out of five demons, so skip it. Skip the con. Mm. I was going to anyway. You got it. Okay. Yeah. This just confirms it. No problem. And how do you feel about Eddie spoiling Mare on of Easttown? Oh, oh yeah. Go. I hate when he talks about endings. Yeah. There we go. Okay, mm. just, just making sure we're all on the same page there. Great. What? No, great. I won't talk about it anymore. I won't even talk about movies. Thank I'll you. watch all movies, and I won't, I won't talk about them. Thank you. <laughs> you really learned your lesson. Uh, Heather in Tennessee is on the phone. Heather, thank you for calling the show. What's going on? Hi. Morning, studio. Morning. Um, I just wanted to add to the list of uh, the 10 things that you shouldn't have in your house over 30. And I was waiting for it, thinking it would be number one. And that was um, band posters, like any sort of poster hanging up in your walls. Well, we didn't make the list. House. It was This is some designer. <laughs> Does anyone have a poster up in their house at all? No. 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 I wish. And listen, I no. might. 
But Caitlin's kind of whipped me into shape. You know how I had some friends that went through basic in the military. They're like, hey, they break you down to build you up. I feel like I had, I've had to be broken down to be <laughs> built back up. So I, I might have posters in like a, a, like a man room or something, which I don't even have a man room really, but I don't. But the best poster I ever had was the ones from the Wheaties box. It was Michael Jordan. Oh, the three-piece? I would try to collect those. Dang. I, I always had the the top and the bottom. Never could get the middle one. No, I'm talking about the ones where like one of them, he's dunking on the hard court. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they were the yeah. different ones. Yeah, no posters here, Heather. Do you know anyone that's an adult man that has posters still? No, I don't know anyone who has posters still. No, I don't. There you go. <laughs> we did, we've right. settled it. There we go. <laughs> All right, Heather. Thank you very much. Hope you have a great day. Yeah, you too, guys. All right, see you later. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Ocean City, Maryland. Three guys were playing some mini golf when one said, hey, I think that was a three and not a two when he wrote down his strokes. They started arguing. Guy pulls out a knife, stabs his two buddies. Oh, no. no. Wait, which one stabbed? Was it the one that was cheating or the one that caught the guy cheating? Uh, The one that was accused of cheating. So he probably cheated. Like, that's how you react like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you didn't cheat, you don't stab. If you cheated and got caught, well, you still shouldn't stab. But we get it. We have we have golf cheaters in our life too. Uh huh. We're hoping. I know a couple in here. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you got a mirror up there, buddy. All right, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. What's your favorite vegetable? Oh, broccoli, sweet potatoes. Are sweet potatoes a vegetable? Oh, sweet potato for sure. (laughs) I think that I don't know if that's like a borderline vegetable. What would you say is your favorite vegetable? Okay, I'm going to go sweet potato because it is a root vegetable. Eddie? I mean, I'm going to go potato. She's going sweet potato. The potatoes are way better than that. The number one vegetable, according to 5,000 Americans, they pull it every year, is broccoli. Hmm. That's, That's pretty good, good too. It Solid. is the overwhelming favorite. I feel like people don't like broccoli. I feel like people like broccoli covered with crap. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be covered with crap. I can, I can take broccoli with lemon juice You and can, salt. though, but you're hmm. a big vegetable person. Okay. Would it help if I said that my daughter, Stashira, who's 14, whose favorite foods are Cheetos and Fanta, loves broccoli with oh. lemon and salt? It, it, it would help a little. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I like broccoli, mm-hmm. but I feel like broccoli is like Brussels sprouts to folks. They like it, but they like it because of all the other stuff you put on it. Cheese, you know, broccoli. What no, else I mean, do you put yeah. on broccoli? Salt, pepper. Yeah, yeah, you season it. But it is number one. What do you think was number two? Sweet potatoes. Carrots. Oh. No. I don't that. think sweet potatoes considered a, a vegetable. Okay, well, it is a root vegetable, but a, I guess according to this list, we're going more I don't know like- why you keep saying the word root. It, I don't think it's considered a vegetable. <laughs> Mike, what is a sweet potato considered? It's a root vegetable. Thank you. But then why is it in the vegetable group? And why does Amy keep saying the word root? Why can't you just say the word vegetable? Because, I mean, they're probably comparing different- I mean, to wouldn't be, carrot be a root vegetable exactly. too? That's, That's why I'm so confused by this. Yeah. Well, it just has it. It's because sweet potato didn't. And then make broccolis the top don't grow list. on trees. <laughs> <laughs> They're like their own little tree. Yeah. Okay. So uh, carrots are at number two, and then corn comes in at number three, which I do love some corn. Oh yeah. Yum. Corn is good by itself. That's mm-hmm. the rare one. You can eat that straight off the cob. Oh, so good. But it is good. Mexican street corn. Elotes. Oh, yeah. oh come yeah. on. That's good. That's good. All right. That's it for today. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. You can find us on Facebook too at Bobby Bones Show.